back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. The Good Apple is a place where Christ followers, at any stage of your walk, can learn to apply powerful, life-transformative, biblical truths to live in the world, but not of the world, according to John 15. We are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives, seasoned and salty, with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. Apples, welcome or welcome back. We know that the Word of God is a powerful tool, a weapon, one that we can and should use to beat the devil silly. How many times have you been in a life crisis, a demonic attack, a situation, and you wished that you had a Bible verse that you could just whip out at a moment's notice and declare and speak into your life? Well, today I'm going to be sharing with you some of my favorite Bible verses, ones that I have been meditating on and that I use heavily in my life anytime I need to beat the devil silly. Stay tuned. Okay, so we are on episode number six. Now, if you are able depending on what you're doing, apples, stop and give the Lord a huge hallelujah. Let us just worship and praise him in this moment because episode number six, you guys, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we are at episode number six to start out, okay? But I know that today, this episode in particular, is going to just be such a blessing to you, but it is going to speak to so many areas in your life, not only today, not only what is going on in your life today, but the information in this week's episode is going to be information that you can take with you and you can apply to all areas of your life, okay, and all aspects, all situations, all right, because today we are going to be doing one of the one of the things that I enjoy doing the most, okay, which is upsetting Satan's camp. Yes, apples. That's what we're going to be doing in this week's episode, and I'm so excited. I am ready for it. I hope you are too, depending on what you have going on while you're listening to this episode, okay? If you can, go ahead grab, um, you know, like some paper, or if you're like a tablet person or, you know, a gadget type person, go ahead and get some way that you can take down the information, okay, paper and pen, tablet and, you know, stylus, whatever. Grab something because you're going to want to make notes today. And then also too, I want you to bookmark and save this episode. Okay, you're going to want to go back to it. Trust me. Trust me, you are. And then the final thing is, Apples, don't forget to share this episode because I know it's going to be a blessing to you. And I know that there are people in your lives who you can bless by sharing this message with them. All right. So, you know, at the beginning of every episode, we have housekeeping that we need to do. All right. So, This week, I want to start off by giving a huge welcome to all of our returning apples. Woo, you guys are amazing. I mean, the apple community continues to grow strong every week. And look, let me let me just say something. Let me just take a you know a pause here. A little liberty, okay? As the host of the Good Apple Podcast, I'm going to take a little liberty, if that's okay with you. And I am going to say the Good Apple Podcast is not just a feel-good podcast. You know, I have been an inspirational speaker, a motivational speaker for decades. Okay. That is a part of my background. However, when it comes to this podcast and when it comes to sharing the word of God, for me, it's more than just a rah, rah, boom, bah, you can do it. You're amazing. God is with you. Look, mm -mm, this podcast is for people of God, children of God, no matter how, you know, long you have been 
a child of God as far as giving your life to Christ, okay? So even if it's like, you know, you're still in the beginning stages of your walk with Christ or you're more seasoned, this podcast is for you. However, it's not going to just be a feel-good, you know, uh, emotional high every time. You know why? Because the Word of God is more than just an emotional fill-up station. All right. So many times we get these rah, rah, boom, bars, you're a winner, you're amazing, go out and do it. And you're a motivated, Christ loving person who doesn't know what to do next. Mm -mm, That's not what we're doing here. And I really hope that those of you who have come to, you know, become familiar with the information that I share here on the podcast, you can already realize that I'm talking about application steps. Okay. Yes. I want to inspire you with the word of God. Yes. I want to motivate you, you know, to live as a Christ follower and be effective as a Christian in your life. Of course, but I'm not just going to sit there and, you know, gas your spiritual head up and then not give you application steps. So if that is something that you're interested in, and if you're getting value from these episodes, please Continue to tune in as well as reach out to me and share the episodes so that more people can become exposed to the same information that you have. Okay. So that was just like my little soapbox there, you know, because I want for you to realize like we are going to be giving and discussing action here on these podcast episodes. It's not enough just to make people feel good in the moment and to, you know, just get people on an emotional, spiritual high. If we don't have action steps behind that motivation, you're just motivated without the next step. That is useless. And we're not into, you know, useless Christianity. The Bible says that if the children of God who are supposed to be the salt of the earth, in Matthew 5, it says we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We add flavor. You know what I mean? We are important here in this world. And if we lose our saltiness, If you lose your flavor for Christ, if you lose your ineffectiveness for Christ, literally, Jesus was like, what good are you? Like, what's the use of having your own anyway? So look, we don't want to just be Christians, you know, who've lost our flavor, lost our salt. No, we are trying to be Christians that are adding salt flavor. We are the light at the top of the hill so that when people see the good things that are happening in your life, when they see how you're navigating the struggles of life and you're still doing it with success and with finesse, you're still doing it with smiles, you're still doing it with prosperity, even though your life is not perfect, when they see that, apples, then they're going to say, hmm, how are you doing it? And you know what your response is going to be? Praise be to God. Here's what I'm doing. So you see, you give the glory back to God and then you give action steps. But we are not just going to be motivating people. That's not what we're doing here, okay? The Good Apple community is about inspiring through God's word, motivating through God's word, but also giving action steps, okay? We are the remnant, the good apples, the ones who are going to be able to effect change as according to Isaiah 65, okay? We are the salt of the earth. We're adding flavor, According to Matthew 5, that's what we're doing here. And I hope you're along for the ride, guys, because it is going to get even better. Okay, so, all right. I I think I've I've been on my soapbox long enough. Okay, so let me bring it back. All right, let me me just bring it back. I believe I was saying welcome. (laughs) Now, if you don't know by now, I am a chatterbox for Christ, okay? I love to talk, especially about God. So yeah, God and skincare, my family, beauty, all of that, I, I can talk. You you get me to talk in, okay? Anytime those topics or topics like that have been brought up. All right, but I was just saying welcome to all of our listeners, those who continue to tune in week after week, those who continue to show up and to share the information. God bless you. Thank you so very much. You are a vital part of what we do here in the Good Apple community. So thank you. Keep up the good work. I see you. I appreciate you. And if you are new here, if this is your first episode, welcome. It is not an accident that you are here today. Okay, this is a divine meeting and you are going to you are going to be changed after this episode through the power of God. Remember, I am just a vessel who is willing 
to be used by God. All right. So I know that you are here for a reason and I'm so happy to have you. Please stay connected. Social media platforms, stay connected to the Good Apple community. Also too, check the show notes because my contact information is always listed in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to me directly, if you want to be a co-host, if you want to be, you know, like a guest speaker, if you have a topic or a question or a concern, I I can make it anonymous if you'd like, or I can, you know, uh, reveal your identity. It's totally up to you, but I want this to be an interactive platform. Okay. So thank you so very much to those of you who have already reached out to me and gotten connected to the good Apple community. Thank you so very much. You know that every week I do like to give a special shout out. Okay. So this week is no different. I'm going to give a shout out to Hillary in Southern Georgia. Hillary has been tuning in and she's enjoying the podcast. So I just want to say thank you so very much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sharing the information. Really appreciate you. I pray God continues to richly bless you in all that you do. Thank you so much, Hillary. Alrighty, so before we jump into the meat of today's podcast information, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. So if you can, bow your head, close your eyes. If you're not able to, no worries. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now just thanking you for being God, thanking you for loving us, thank you for forgiving us. God, we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross, Lord. Such a great sacrifice. We thank you so much for your provisions every day, for just taking care of us and for showing us through big and small things how much you love us and how important we are to you, God. We thank you so much for the word of God. We thank you so much that you gave us the roadmap, the Bible, so that we can have a way to know exactly what it is that we need to do here on earth, God. You've also given us so many promises to hold on to that will help us to navigate the ups, the downs, the trials, the tribulations, the problems here on earth, God. Thank you so much for that. Also too, Lord, we just thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to connect with each other across the world. Thank you so much, God, for technology and for just giving, you know, the intelligence to humans, God. That's so amazing that you did that and that you thought about even this time, Lord, you thought about how beneficial it would be for us to have just ways to talk with each other and to unite with other Christ followers, God. So thank you so much just for having it under control. Thank you so much for, you know, thinking about all the things that we didn't even know we needed. Thank you so much. You are such a good, good daddy and we love you. We bless you, Lord. We ask right now that you would just inhabit this podcast, Lord, that you would just remove any distractions right now from my mind, Lord, that you would give me the words for your people. I also ask that you just remove any distractions for those on the other side of this podcast. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, now some of you may know this and others may not, but I am a born Jamaican. Okay, so both of my parents, my mother and my father, they were born and raised in Jamaica. And I was born in the US, but for a part of my life, I did move to Jamaica, lived in Jamaica, went to school and all of that. And while I was there, my grandmother and grandfather on my mom's side, they were like, you know, my guardians, right? So I lived with them when I wasn't at school because I did go to boarding school when I was there. So I got to spend a lot of time with them, just personal time, you know, one-on-one, which is amazing. Um, And my grandfather has passed away and he is with the Lord, but my grandmother, she's actually still living. You guys, guess how old she is. Just like, take, take a guess. You're probably not saying a number that's high enough. So my grandmother, Miss Emmeline Brown, is 104 years old. You guys, look, claim your years, okay? Claim your years that God promised you in the Bible. So yes, with long life 
he sustains us, all right? So grandma is 104 years old and she is a powerhouse for Christ. I mean, all of my grandparents are powerhouses, you know, those who are living and, uh, you know, or my grandmother, she's the only one who is still living, but those who have passed on to be with the Lord, let me tell you, these people, they, like for real, for real, like you pinch them and it's just the word of God that that's all that squeezes out. Okay. These are Bible believing Christians. So anyway, I say all that just to say that one time my grandmother and I, we were traveling. I, I believe we were either flying to America or coming back to Jamaica from visiting like my parents and all of that. I can't remember, but you know, they had started doing the TSA checks where they do, you know, like the full body searches and all of that. Well, my grandmother was elderly, you know, at this point. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I think I had an, in a wheelchair, but just because, you know, it was just too much for her to walk. Not that she can't, she couldn't do it, but you know, why not? Right. Make it easier for her. So, you know, I roll her up to the TSA, you know, officer checkpoint or whatever. And, the officer, TSA officer was like, okay, you know, it's time to check you. And so my grandmother, remember, I mean, like, she's like 100% like Jamaican, like, you know, she don't mess around. Okay. Miss Emmeline Brown is no joke. So she asked them like, why are you searching me? And so the guy was like, well, you know, ma'am, we have to look for weapons. We have to make sure you don't have any weapons. And my grandmother was like taken aback. She was like, what? Weapons? The only weapon that I have is my Bible. You don't need to check me because the only weapon I need is my Bible. And that's the only one I have. And let me tell you, they went back and forth. And honestly, I can't remember if the TSA guy actually just let her go or if he actually did, you know, like have her do the check. But all I remember is that my grandmother kept on saying, look, you don't need to search me. Because I don't need guns. I don't need knives. I don't need machetes. All I need is my Bible. That's what I need. That is my weapon. So today, that is what we are going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about Bible verses that I use all the time. And Bible verses that I have written on my heart, meditated on. I have just really, you know, gotten them into my, my person. And these are verses that I use as ammunition, like psh, quick draw anytime I need to blow Satan away. Okay. Now, these are not just verses that are going to be, you know, like personal to me. Look, the word of God is for you. The word of God is for you. The word of God is for you. It's not just for me in particular. It is for all of us. Okay. So these verses, I have found these verses to be helpful in clutch moments, okay? These are ones that I have written on my heart, that I've meditated on, I've memorized, you know, and when I am in the moment and I know that Satan is trying to attack, whether it's my family, whether it's my finances, whether it's health, whether it is my mental health, it doesn't matter. Look, apples, I have a verse for that. And I'm going to share these verses with you. And I encourage you to meditate on them. Some of them you probably already know. And so I'm just going to, you know, just, you know, just remind you, just refresh your memory. Others, maybe you haven't come across them yet, you know, in your Bible studies, or even maybe you know about these verses, but you might not have thought about them as weapons of spiritual warfare. But look, Miss Emmeline Brown said it the best, okay? She said the only weapon she has is her Bible. Okay, so we're going to get into the biblical weapons, the biblical ammunition that we can use to blow the socks off of Satan. Okay, I, I'm excited. This, look, I, I, I only have, let me see, how many I have on my list? Uh, we have one, two, three. I think I have about 16 here. Okay, and I mean, obviously, th there are so many other verses that I use and I call upon, but these particular verses right here, especially for the season of my life that I'm in right now, these I found extremely helpful. But let me just tell you, a lot of these verses, I started meditating on them like four or five years ago, and they are still extremely relevant because the word of God is for every day, for every season. You know, there might be other verses that are more applicable depending on the situation, right? Or, you know, what's going on. But let me tell you, a lot of these verses are verses that I declare and speak into a situation on a weekly basis. 
Like, it's just that crucial. And these verses are just that helpful. That's why I say, God, you are amazing. Oh my God, you are truly amazing. Because it's like, it's like he thinks of everything, right? He thought of everything. When he, when he set up this whole earth situation, he thought of everything, the whole universe situation. He did not leave any stone unturned. So much so that he sent his son, Jesus, to live as man and God here on earth to show us the way that we should conduct our lives. And he was blameless when he did that. So knowing full well that we are not perfect, we will never be perfect. He still sent his son Jesus to be the perfect example for us to follow. No, I like to remind myself, okay, and others that look, we aren't perfect, but apples, we serve a perfect God. Okay, so the very first verse that I want to share with you is found in Psalm 91, verse 10. And it reads, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. All right, apples, look, we are dealing with, as a world, the pandemic. Now, when all of this first started, okay, back in like March or, you know, February, March of last year, 2020, of course, that initial concern, that initial fear and anxiety, it started to creep in. Okay. I'm just giving you my personal testimony. All right. But at that same time, Holy Spirit reminded me like, "Mm -mm, you have a verse for that. Apples, you have a verse for that, okay? So anytime there is some kind of, you know, sickness or, you know, physical situation as far as health or whatever, look, you have a verse for that. And I'm not saying that if, you know, you are to become sick, that you are not godly, God doesn't love you, none of that. No, 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 there are levels to this, okay? That's a whole other podcast. But what I am saying is when that initial concern and and fear flood came to my mind, to my spirit, I was like, pump the brake, Satan, because the Bible tells me in Psalm 91 that no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. So immediately I began to declare that over my home, declare that into the situation. And I also kind of pumped the brakes on listening to all of the negativity as far as, you know, it has to happen to this number of people, the statistics. Now, as a doctor, I am aware of the medical implications, okay? So please realize that I still do have a career, a job that I need to do. However, as a Christian, when it comes to my dwelling, okay, here's what we're saying. No plague shall come near my dwelling. That is a promise of the Lord, okay? So Psalm 91 verse 10 says, there shall no evil befall thee. Okay, and I'm reading from King James Version. It's said in many other ways in other versions of the Bible. Okay, but the King James Version re- reads that neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Apples, grab on to that. Okay, speak that into your life. Speak that over your home. Speak that over your family members. Okay, because trust me, the COVID-19 pandemic is not going to be the only one that Satan is or has tried. Okay. Because we know what he comes to do, to steal, to kill, to destroy. So we already know what his game plan is. We might not know all the intricate details, but we know that he's going to try again. So grab on to Psalm 91 verse 10. Declare it over. Say, no, no, no. No evil shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. So if it takes you to build up your spiritual faith, walking around your house and declaring Psalm 91 over it, then hey, whatever it takes. But this is a verse that I held on to throughout this whole pandemic situation and before. I was like, nope, I have a verse for that. When people say, oh, you know, certain statistics and studies about, you know, cancer and so forth. Mm-mm. Nope, Satan might try. If, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what he does. He's Satan. However, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I come against that, not in my house. You know, what, what was that basketball player? Um, oh my gosh. Every I'm looking at his face right now. You guys know the one with the commercial and he will he'll like hit the ball out of people's uh what's his name? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. 
oh gosh, it wouldn't bother me. But he's that one like on the Geico, I think commercials or something like that, where he'll go and he'll just like box something out of, you know, of someone's hand and he'd be like, Mm-mm, not in my house. Like, that's how I feel. Okay. That is how I feel. Oh, um, Matumbe. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? It almost came to me. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Let me look it up and I'll be right back. Okay, it is Dekembe Matumbo, okay? So he will go around, you know, and he will just, like, block people. They might be trying to do something. One one um, commercial, there was this little kid, and he was looking at cereal boxes, and um, Dekembe Matumbo was like, boom, and smacked it out, like, nope, not in my house. That is how I feel. When I declare Psalm 91, verse 10, over my home, over my body, over my children, over my spouse, and all of that, mm-mm. No, not in my house. Okay, the Bible tells me so. All right, so grab on to that one, you guys. All right, next Bible verse is also found in Psalm, and it's Psalm 91, verse 8. And it reads, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Look, there have been so many times in my life where I'm thinking like, Lord, you know, I see so many evil and wicked things happening around me. And then, you know, again, you start to get that worry, that concern, you know, you might see something that's happening in your, you know, your personal life, your marriage with your children or at your job. You're like, yo, this is sheer wickedness. This is, you know, ungodly. Oh my gosh. And you get concerned. And then the Lord reminds me like, wait, wait, wait. No, you don't have to become a part of that wickedness and foolishness. You don't have to be swept up in that current of evil, all right? Because in Psalm 91, verse 8, it reads, Only with my eyes will I see the reward of the wicked. Only with thine eyes. So it's like, look, you don't have to worry about experiencing the wicked's reward. Because it's like, man, so many evil things are happening. But guess what? You don't have to be a part of that. You don't have to worry about the repercussions of those evil things. Because you are speaking into your life. You are speaking into your situations, the word of God. So for me, it is a way for me to to be at ease and be at rest. Even if I'm in unfortunate situations or environments or circumstances. And Satan wants to try and, you know, put in my heart or put in my mind, yo, it could happen to you too. Look, this could be the outcome. No, the Bible tells me, and I'm holding on to that promise, okay? Grab it. Like sometimes you really need to do the motion, okay? Like in the moment, you need to physically grab up and grab that. Hold it tight. If you're in a situation right now where you're concerned like, oh my gosh, so much wickedness. I don't want for this to trickle into my life. Look, you grab onto the word of God and you hold on tight apples, okay? Only with thine eyes will you behold the reward of the wicked. You don't have to be swept up in the evil current, okay? Declare that. Hold on to that. Thank you so very much for tuning in. You're listening to The Good Apple Podcast, where one good apple saves the bunch. This next Bible verse is one that I have been meditating on and referring to for seven years now, okay? Now, I am a mother of five, okay? I'm not sure if you guys know this either, but I am in a blended family, so I have three children that I bore, and then I also have two bonus babies, so I have a total of five children that I've been blessed with to love for and care for. So in my home, okay, I am constantly trying to make sure that I'm doing my job as a mommy, okay? And a big part of that is just making sure that I am teaching my children about the Word of God. Well, as you can imagine, there are times when I am concerned about, you know, the people that they're around, the situations that they are in when I'm not around, okay? Also, too, there are times when I wonder, I get concerned about falling short, about, you know, not doing things perfectly, right? Because we're imperfect people. So I sometimes worry like, man, did I miss it, Lord? Am I, you know, did did I not get this right? And then I can feel that worry start to creep in. And then Holy Spirit reminds me, 
Mm -mm. Don't worry, you have a verse for that. So Isaiah 54, 13, this verse right here, look, whether you're a parent or not, okay, you might be an auntie, an uncle, a foster parent, a teacher, a guidance counselor. Look, we all have some young person that we are concerned about, that we pray about, that we worry over, okay? But look, let me tell you, there's a verse for that. So Isaiah 54, 13 is one that I rest on heavy, as my husband would say, okay? I rest on this heavily because it is so applicable. So let's read the word of God. Isaiah 54, 13 reads, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Ooh, apples, let me tell you, when Holy Spirit revealed this to me, and when I read it for myself in the word of God, as in when he revealed like, yo, this is the verse that you can hold on to and declare and speak into situations. And when I read this verse in the Bible, I was like, yep, I grabbed it and I said, this is it. So there are times when I am concerned because my children are away from me for always at a day, you know, going to school or they're, you know, spending time with friends. And of course, while I'm making sure that I vet the situation, I vet the parents and the atmosphere, you know, I mean, you can't always be present all the time. Okay. And while there are times too, where I'm just, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know, God, did I miss you on this one? Holy Spirit, help me. You know, I don't have all the answers. Then Holy Spirit reminds me, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. The shalom, the completeness, peace. So even though these aren't words in red, I am taking this. I grabbed onto it. I said, I declare this in my own household and you can do the same thing, apples. Okay. There are so many parents that I talk to who are worried and concerned and rightly so. You know, we live in a fallen world that, boy, I tell you, continues to fall at a rapid pace. And you're wondering, you're concerned, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing it right? And, you know, that's a good place to be. That's a good concern to have. I mean, I believe that that it shows that you're aware of the problems that could happen, you know, with parenting and raising children. But look, the Bible says that we can speak this into our lives, into our children's lives. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So I like to make everything personal. I personalize the Bible like it is for Sharonda, okay? So I say all of my children shall be taught by the Lord. Oh, that's so comforting. Apples, isn't that comforting? All of my children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be their peace. Their peace. Oh, I mean, it's like, wow, thank you, God. Even when I am falling short, even when I don't do it right, I can still default and say, look, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this situation. God, I invite you into child rearing. I mean, this is your situation anyway, because children are a blessing from the Lord. So they're not mine. <laughs> okay, they're yours anyway. So here you are, Lord, you teach them. Show me what I need to do. And even when I mess up, although I'm trying hard, I'm doing my best. But even if I mess up, God, you said that I can call on you and you will give them peace. You will be their teacher. That's amazing, Apple. So grab onto that one. If you, if you need it right now, grab onto it. If you don't, make a note to come back to it when you do, okay? All right, moving right along. Okay, you guys, if you are getting value from this episode, please let me know. You can know by shooting me a message, DM on social media. Check the description notes for all of my contact information. I would love to hear from you if you're getting value from this episode so far. This episode of The Good Apple Podcast is being sponsored by SharondaSimone.com, the website where I share all of my raves and faves for beauty, motherhood, lifestyle, and my home. 
all the items there can keep you bougie on a budget. So make sure you head over and check it out. www.sharondasimone.com All right, T Apples. So welcome back. So before the break, we were about to jump into the fourth verse. Now we're actually staying in the same book of the Bible. Okay, so we're still in Isaiah. And this time we're going to be looking at Isaiah 54, verse 17. Now, most of you have probably, you know, already been familiarized with this verse. And look, you guys, it's a powerhouse verse. I mean, this is a straight bullet. This is amazing. This is a good one. Okay. All right. If you can turn your Bibles to Isaiah 54, 17, let's read. Isaiah 54, 17 reads, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. (laughs) Apples, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, okay? For so many years, I was quoting this Bible verse, okay, speaking it over situations, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because remember, I like to personalize it, right? I encourage you to do the same. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Boop. Amen. Yes. It wasn't until my father pointed out to me one day when I no doubtedly was calling him, probably crying or concerned about a situation that I felt was against me, like attacking me, you know, spiritually. And he was like, my dear, what does the Bible say about weapons formed against you? And of course, I quickly said it. No weapons formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, I said it with conviction, like, yes, I know that. I know. Yes. And he said, exactly. So if what you are worried about is prospering, right, it appears to be making uh, a dent, it's doing something. It's affecting change in your life. He said, is it a weapon? Is it against you? And I was like, wait, wait, say that again. What do you mean? He said, Shay, which is my pet name. He said, Shay, if you are concerned about this situation because it appears to be impacting your life, it is making a change in your life. Then is it really a weapon that is against you? And he said, no, it can't be. Because it's prospering. So anything that is in your life, okay, now I'm not talking about us just laying over playing dead and being a doormat, okay, for Satan to just run the roost in your life. I'm not talking about that, okay? You definitely need to be linked up with Holy Spirit so that you can know what things are truly weapons against you versus what God is going to use to help you get to another level. Now, I am not of the school of thought that God sends things to teach you lessons, okay? After Jesus, there was none of that, okay? This is, so, no, and all and only good things come from God, all right? So he's not sending you a sickness. He's not, you know, causing strife in your marriage. He's not sending your boss to harass you in order to, you know, bring you closer to him. No, that's not, that's, that's not how God works. He would be an awful daddy if he did that. Again, that's a whole other podcast, but I just want to make that abundantly clear that I am not of that school of thought because it's not biblical. However, we do live in a fallen world, okay? And being as how we live in a fallen world and we are not isolated, we deal with other humans who can make their own decisions, there are times and situations that are negative that happen in our lives. And as children of God, We can speak to those situations. We can cancel the enemy's assignment. We can bind up and we can return to sender those, you know, demonic agents. We can do that. We should do that. We have authority. However, in the event that there is something that appears to be prospering, making its way and having a change, even that you can say, well, I know, Lord, that you're going to use it for my good. Now, that's a Bible verse in Romans, okay, where everything works together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called, those who are living according to his purpose, okay? So, we again, we everything is, is contextual. It's not just out there 
you know, everything works together for your good, even if you out there just doing you. That, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says in Romans, everything works together for the good of those who love the Lord, who loves the Lord, the ones who are doing his will, obeying his commandments. Okay, so, and I believe I touched on that in another episode. So check out the other podcasts, okay, because I did touch on that. Um, actually, I, I really broke it down in a previous episode, okay? However, when it comes to weapons that are formed against you, and if you see that they are prospering, making their way through, then you can rest assured that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So it cannot truly be a weapon that's against you. So that means that we can tie that in to all things working together for your good because you are the Lord's. You're living for the Lord. You're not perfect, but you're living for the Lord. I pray to God that this connection is, is being made. You know, if, if it's not something that you were aware of before, I pray to God that this connection is being made as you're listening here. Again, if you need to pause the episode, if you need to speak with the Holy Spirit to get the confirmation, to get the further explanation, please do so because this is critical and crucial. All right. If we're going to be good apples living here on this earth, we need to realize that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. And we need to hold on to that and we need to declare it and we need to believe it. We need to speak it into our life situations. And then we also need to rest in knowing that God's got it all figured out because we're doing our part. Okay. He has it figured out, but we have to be in position and do our part as well. Okay. Now, the other part to that is, it says, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. So look, even when they're speaking crazy about you, okay, even when they are speaking negatively about you, telling lies on you, look, you can go to the word of God and say, this needs to be condemned. This needs to be shut down, stopped, mm -mm, burnt up. No, we're not doing that. You know, it's more than just get my name out your mouth. No, I bind that tongue up in the name of Jesus. All right. Look, that's just the crazy faith that I have. Okay. That's just the crazy faith that I have. That's how, you know, this is the, the way that the Bible becomes real to me. It is applicable to me. And so hopefully that can help you make it applicable to you. Okay. Because the Bible is to be applied. It is an application tool. It is a weapon. Remember, Emmeline Brown said she does not need the gun. She don't have any machete or knives. What she has is the word of God. That is her only weapon. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving you guys, because as you know, I could, I could talk about one verse for the entire podcast, but we have quite a few more to cover. So let's keep going. Ooh, okay. This one is one that I, I probably mentioned this Bible verse in every episode so far. Okay. So we're going to be looking in the book of Luke. We're going to chapter 10 and we're going to verse 19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Apples, apples. Come, come on, man. This, look, look, read that. This is, and this is Jesus. This is words in red, okay? Jesus is talking to his disciples. You and I, we're in that. Praise Jehovah, okay? Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, what? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let me tell you something. This verse right here, I quote, at least three times a week because the enemy, he always trying something, right? Otherwise he wouldn't be the enemy. So look, grab onto this one too, Luke 10, 19. I feel like Luke 10, 19 is one that you could apply to 90% of the situations that might happen in your day-to-day -day life, okay? In your household, at your job, you know, with your health, anything. You could, you could apply this because you're putting your you know, the knowledge of your power through Jesus, okay, 
you don't have the power, but Jesus gave you the power. So through Jesus, you have the power, you have the authority and you are declaring it. You are speaking, you are injecting that authority into the situation. So you have the power over all of the works of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. I don't even think I have to even expound on that anymore because I mean, it's, it's right there. Apples, grab that one, meditate on that one, chew on that one, ruminate on that one, digest it, bring it back up. Okay. Chew the cud, just like a cow, chew that cud because Luke 10, 19, that verse right there will set you free. All right, now we are on verse number six. Okay, now this one I have known ever since I was a child, not because I read it for myself, but because it is my family prayer, as in the prayer that my mother has been declaring over all of us since we were children. I believe she started declaring this, these Bible verses over us when we first started riding the bus to school. So before I moved to Jamaica, then I was, you know, here in the U.S. and I was attending school. And one year we begged her and begged her and begged her to let us ride the school bus. And she did. And I regretted that decision. Okay. Like, oh Lord, I regretted it. But that one year we did. And I remember that she began praying this prayer over us. Now she might've been doing it before and I was just never paying attention, but this is what we in, you know, my family consider the family prayer. She has taught all of us, meaning my siblings, this prayer and each of us declare it also in our own homes. So if you can turn to numbers and we're going to go to chapter six and we're going to go to verses 24 through 26 and it reads, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace apples. Oh my gosh. Just reading this verse, it is nostalgic. At the same time, it is just so spiritually empowering. So I just encourage you, you know, if you are looking for a verse that you can declare over your family, you know, at all times, you know, a verse that you can pass down from generation to generation. I think this one is a really, really good one. I mean, so much so that I have taught my children. Okay. So my seven-year-old, he knows it. I'm trying to teach, you know, all of my children, all five of them, you know, to learn these Bible verses, because it is such a great way to greet one another and to send each other, you know, off, like say someone's leaving for a trip. We already know, you know, we're going to declare number 624 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Oh, yes. Apples, this is a good one. Again, one that is in heavy rotation. And I believe that it is one that we can write on our hearts and we can use this to greet one another and to bless one another with the impactful word of God. Okay, verse number seven, pow, pow, pow. That is what I feel every time I think about Daniel eleven thirty two. Okay, pow, pow, pow. Like we are just breaking down just the enemy's territory. That, that's what we're doing. Okay, so turn to your Bible to the book of Daniel, verse 11, or sorry, chapter 11, verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I talked about this verse in last week's episode, so episode number five. I deep dived into Daniel 11.32. I broke it down part A, part B, or the second part of the verse. And so today I'm going to really focus in on the second part of the verse. Okay. But check back for episode number five. All right. If you haven't heard episode number five, I encourage you to listen because I did break down the entire verse. Now, part B says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do 
exploits. Look, apples. There are so many times where I am having to call on this verse and speak this verse, declare it, because I have to remind myself, I have to remind Satan in the circumstance, like, look, I know my God. We have an intimate relationship, okay? I'm not the the perfect Christian, but I know my God, okay? If you look at all the the saints of old back in, in the day, okay, in the Bible, they were imperfect, but they they knew their God, okay? They were friends of God. They were the righteousness of Christ. And that is who I am. That is who you are as a good apple, okay? So Daniel 11, 32, part B, but the people that do know, as in K-N-O-W, you have an intimate knowledge, not just a superficial passing wave associate. No, you know your God, you are strong and you will do exploits. Now, you know, when we hear exploits, it's usually like a, a, a negative connotation. Like, wait, what? You know, God's people exploiting? Mm-mm, that don't sound right. So, of course, I had to deep dive. Now, if you look at the context of the word exploit, okay, so you have to kind of go back up to the beginning of the verse, and it's talking about wicked people who are against God, who are corrupt, and all of that, and, you know, the effects that they can have. However, the verse goes on to say, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And exploits means dismantle, tear down, come against, break apart. So the people who know God, those of us who know God, the good apples, the ones who invite God into our lives every day, we can dismantle, break apart, dissemble all of the wicked people who are trying to do, you know, wicked things against God's covenant. And not even so much the people, but the spirits, the demonic forces, Satan's attacks. We can dismantle all of those attacks. We can dissemble those attacks. We can cancel those attacks. That is what exploits means in that regard, okay? So we can dismantle all of that because we know our God. So there are situations that you're dealing with right now that you need to dismantle because you know your God. You know the authority God gave you. You know the power you have in God. So dismantle it. Speak to the situation. Remind it like, look, don't mess with me. Don't mess with my, my wife. Don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with my money. Don't mess with my health. Don't, don't mess with my job. Don't mess with my business. Because guess what? I know my God. I'll dismantle you. I will break you apart. And then you get to work. You get to action. You start speaking. You start declaring. You start covering. And you do your part. You live right. And you speak it into existence. You you come against the enemy. And you do your part. So Daniel 11.32, man, this is another great one to write on your heart. Remind yourself. Remind the enemy. Back up. Pump the brakes. I know my God. And every day we're getting closer and closer. Okay? I know my God. So I am strong and I will dismantle the enemy's plans. Okay, Apples, I have been looking at what I have already recorded so far, okay? And I think that we are going to chop this segment into two, okay? So chop this episode into two. So next week, we are going to finish the other verses. So I hope you are finding this week's episode helpful. I am going to share one more verse with you and then we'll pause. Just put a pause in it. Okay. And then we'll pick up again next week. That way we don't cram too much information into one episode. Okay. All right. So number eight, you guys ready? All right. This, this is a good one. This is a good one, especially because tomorrow you're going to work and we know how Mondays can be. Okay. You and I both know how Mondays can be, whether you work outside the home, whether you are a homemaker, whether you are self-employed, you know, you work from home. We all know that Mondays can be interesting. So this one right here in the book of Proverbs, I know this one is going to bless you. Okay, so Proverbs 3, verses 25 and 26. Okay, now, before I read them, just imagine with me, 
okay? It is Monday morning or, you know, early afternoon and you're at your desk, you know, or you're doing your work. Maybe you have a job that ca- that calls for you to be on your feet often. You're moving around, you're getting things done, you're working through the Monday madness, okay? And you get an email from your boss or your employer, all right? Or you get a text message, depending on, you know, the kind of job you have. Maybe that's how your job communicates with you. Or maybe you get a phone call and you see it's from your child's school. Or maybe you get a phone call or a text message saying you're to call back because your doctor has something that he or she needs to tell you. Okay, maybe you get a text from your spouse that says, we need to talk. Okay, so these are all messages that are all of a sudden, and they could incite fear, concern, right? Do you agree? Okay, right? So when I read Proverbs 3 verses 25 through 26, I immediately grabbed it. And I said, okay, this is going to be one of the verses that I meditate on because at a moment's notice, there can be something that would otherwise incite sudden fear. Okay, let's go to the word of God. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Be not afraid of sudden fear. Be not afraid of sudden fear. Apples, I cannot tell you how many times I have recited this Bible verse over, you know, various issues or situations, sudden concerns, sudden fears, sudden worries. Mm-mm. Be not afraid of sudden fear, for the Lord shall be thy confidence. Look, we have to make this personal. Apples, don't be afraid when you get that pop-up email, that pop-up text, that call from the school, that message from your spouse. Don't have fear. It didn't say try your best not to be afraid. It said be not afraid. That's a command. And while, yes, it might take us a moment to resist that fear, but we have a verse that tells us don't worry about it. In that moment, what I do when I get that call, that text, that email, you know, that message, anything that would incite sudden fear, I pump the brakes again because this, I've meditated on this, okay? And I I don't always get it right, okay? Let me just let you know, I am imperfect as well. I don't always get it right. But the more I meditated on this verse, the more it became real to me and not just black and white ink on the paper the more I was able to say, okay, wait, no, I don't have to give in to that fear every moment, every time I see the elementary school calling, or every time I see a text from the doctor, or no, you know, a message from the spouse, oh my gosh, an email from my boss. Mm -mm, No, be not afraid of sudden fear. For the Lord is my confidence, and he won't even let my feet slip. That's powerful. Apples, tomorrow, when you go to work, okay, and you find yourself in a Monday madness situation, or even Tuesday terror, okay, Wednesday wackiness, you know, Friday foolishness. I mean, look, I have a name for it all, okay? (laughs) When you find yourself in any one of those situations, call on Proverbs 3, 25 through 26. Be not afraid of sudden fear neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. So we know it's, it's going to come, okay? That's, that's one thing is for sure. It's going to come, but you don't have to be afraid. Control your body. Remember, you are the boss of your body. You speak to your, your emotions. You speak to that anxiety. You speak to that, you know, mental health issue. You speak to it. You say, eh, eh, no, 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 no. Not today. Not in my house, right? You speak to that situation. You say, eh, eh. Nope, I am not going to allow fear in. For the Lord shall be my confidence and shall keep my foot from being taken. 
All right, the apples, that is it for today's podcast. I truly hope that you've been blessed by the information. I know that I have, I'm actually really energized and I'm so excited. I cannot wait to continue recording so that I can share it with you next Sunday. Okay. But I just think that it's best if we break up today's information, just because like I said, I have a total of 16 verses. So we got through 50% of the verses today. And I think that is more than sufficient. Now, again, if you haven't already, be sure to reach out to me. Let me know you're listening in. Please, please, please get connected with the Good Apple Podcast community. Check the show notes for all of the verses that I have discussed today. They will be listed in the show notes. If I happen to forget one, please reach out to me, okay? I am human and I am a one-woman show that has an amazing support system, okay? So if I do forget a Bible verse, please just let me know and I'll be sure to add it. Okay, so until next week, Apples. Remember, I am Sharonda Simone, and I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.